Manx Radio Sport. Good evening and welcome to Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio. Rob Pritchard with you here until 6.30pm. Let's take a look at the sporting action taking place on the Isle of Man this weekend. So, coming up tonight... Two promotion hopefuls meet in Division 2 this Saturday as part of the latest Manx footballing fixtures penned in across the weekend. After a week's break, Douglas and Vagabonds return to action in rugby tomorrow, whilst we have the latest instalment of the Manx Shield competition in the north of the island. And in hockey, four teams now remain in each of the three mixed cup competitions. Who could be booking their places in December's finals this Saturday? That is all to come this evening. Welcome once again to Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio. I'm Rob Pritchard here with my usual assortment of guests to take a look at the football, rugby and hockey action taking place on the Isle of Man and beyond this weekend. And in Manx football, well, the front runners are really starting to appear across the respective divisions. Can they hold their ground or will others behind them start to make up for lost points earlier in the campaign? Well, as usual, I'm joined in the studio by uh, Tony Meppham. Tony, very good evening to you. Good afternoon to you, Rob, and uh, just looking out the window there, it's pretty uh, dark, isn't it? But uh, we were just talking about the weather conditions. Hopefully, it's looking good for tomorrow. I know we've had a bit of rain this week, but uh, today's been okay. Uh, Tomorrow forecast, not too bad. So I'm not expecting to lose too many games. That's what we hope for, anyway, at this point of the season, don't we? With the fading light as well, and the fact that naturally the worst weather, shall we put it, starts closing in the next couple of months. Any games going ahead is always a good thing. It is a great thing, and don't forget as well that uh, we're two o'clock kickoff uh, tomorrow. All the games but one. Uh, that's a St Mary's game that kicks off at one forty-five. Uh, so don't forget, don't turn up too late. Uh, but um, yeah, now winter's starting to get a bite, isn't it? Pitches start to sort of cut up a little bit, and credit to everyone who's working on the pitches. Absolutely. Let's dive straight into it then. As Tony has rightly pointed out, games now kicking off at the earlier time of two o'clock after the clocks went back last Sunday. So just bear that in mind, whether you're playing or whether you're spectating. Games kicking off at 2pm with one exception, which is in the Canada Life Men's Premier League, which we'll start with. And we'll start with the early kickoff. 1.45 at the bowl, and that sees St Mary's taking on St George's. Yeah, we've just been talking, Rob, haven't we? Uh, no FC Alaman games. So uh, there's a lot of FC Alaman players uh, playing tomorrow. And uh, St George's are going to capitalise on that one because uh, Sean Quay, his suspension's finished, so he'll uh, come back in. But Jacob Krug uh, plays, which is uh, fantastic. You've got uh, one or two other players in there. Ben Wilkinson won, which helps Johnny Quirk is back in. He's not FC Alaman. But when you look also in there, you've got Sam Kane, Morgan Naylor, uh, Ashley Higginbottom were FC Alaman last year. It just shows you how strong they're going to be tomorrow. So I wouldn't, uh, if I was a Samaris fan, be getting too carried uh, away with all this. Uh, yes, St Mary's will probably have Jack McVeigh in their squad, uh, but they're pretty strong right the way through as well. We'll wait and see if Kieran McNulty uh, plays because, um, you know, he was uh, sitting out last week, but on paper, it should be St Mary's to win. They've shown enough, I think, to me this season so far that they mean business in this league. Very well, let's take a look at the other games of the Canada Life Men's Premier League. Uh, apart from that St Mary's St George's game at 1.45, as Tony's mentioned, all games kicking off at 2 o'clock. Up to the north of the island, Air United continued their perfect start last weekend. They are now eight wins from eight at the top of the Premier League and they host newly promoted Braddon tomorrow. 
Yeah, and it's going to be a tough day for uh, Braden, I think, because there's some physical people in that uh, United team, and I don't mean in a bad way. They're just big guys to deal with, and uh, Sean Kelly's one of them. Nick Hurt, if he plays, they they use their strengths, and there's others right the way through. I haven't heard any team news uh, from either team, uh, but, uh, you know, Braden, promoted side, it's always going to be difficult. They've had a relatively uh, good start. Another third from bottom, but they've got those six points. And I just think uh, at the moment, the way Air are playing and the form of Danny Oram, they're going to take the victory. Very well. They're out in the west of the island. St John's United, they're going to be hosting uh, Laxey. Tony, who needs the points more in this? It's a tough one to say, really, because uh, I know Sam Brain was happy enough last week with the performance, uh, but uh, Laxey were absolutely uh, disappointed with the way it all went against them uh, with St Mary's recently and, uh, you know, other games as well. And uh, Tina Garvey, I would think, will, I've noticed he's available, so he'll probably uh, come into that team. And, you know, Johnny Palmer will have uh, Brody Patience back in there, will, will help things. Ethan Hawley, I noticed, was in the FC Alaman squad midweek, but he'll be able to play in this. So, um, it, it looks really good for Laxey, but St John's, what's the forward line going to be? You know what it's going to be. It's probably going to be Callum Taggart and also Dean Lease. Uh, he'll come in there, so that'll cause problems. Laxey's defence isn't the quickest. I found that out uh, when I witnessed the game against St Mary's, and that's something they've got to try and sort out. But I think Laxey's still got enough strength there to win it. Well, in terms of up toward the top of the table, Ramsey trying to keep up the pressure on A United at the top. They've got the uh, long journey down south to Croyd Lowry tomorrow up against Russian United. Yeah, and you just wonder, you know, with Russian, are the players going to be back in playing for them as well? I'm thinking of Alex Maitland, Furu Davies uh, could uh, come back in. Uh, Mikey Williams was in the squad last week against Union Mills, uh, but only a sub, so he's not 100% yet. But, you know, he's still a great player to be able to uh, bring on. But uh, Ramsey, you know, they're playing with confidence I know they've uh, dropped some points of late but they've still got I think um, a real good squad there and they can impose themselves on this uh, Premier League I know they're third at the moment they had a good season last year and I expect uh, Ramsey to beat Russian very well and then out in the west again it's uh, Peel the defending champions up against Union Mills yeah Union Mills is so hard to predict at the moment Rob and uh, I watched them last week and uh, yeah, Luke Booth scored an absolute belter, but they're, they're just not right at the moment, and I don't know what it is. I know Nathan Yates has moved up into midfield, and um, when you look at uh, Dylan Campbell at the back and uh, Owen Quayle, they're two good centre-backs, but they're going to be at their best, or they're going to have to be at their best against uh, Peel, and Taylor Andrews has been in great form, scoring plenty of goals, and I think uh, Dan Bell knows that one. They're going to go for Peel to win. And running off the Premier League this weekend is a big fixture at the bottom of the table. In fact, uh, Bala Fletcher, where Douglas Royal, they host bottom of the table, Moran, the bottom two sides, Tony. this Although it, we are still in the early throws of the season in the grand scheme of things, does look like a big fixture for these two. You say early throws though, Rob, but um, you know this will be Douglas Royal's ninth game and Moran's tenth. So they're nearly at the halfway stage of the season for themselves because 12's halfway. And uh, Moran at the moment, the big problem is they can't score enough goals. When you look at the goal difference between the two sides, there's uh, minus 15 extra for Moran against uh, Douglas Royal. And Douglas Royal have got players who can score goals. So I think Michael Fitzmaurice's team will start off as favourites. But it just depends. Keir Morris, Dave Brewer, I'm sure will try and get the best out of the team. But I think it's going to be too much to ask for Moran to take the points here. And that's why I go for Royal. Very well. Then we move into DPS Limited Division 2. Five games penned in across the division on Saturday, including what looks like could be a very tasty fixture over at Billy Goat Park, Tony. Yeah, that's the one um, you're sending me to, but uh, just in case that goes, I've uh, got a backup plan. Uh, we'll see what the weather comes in tonight, but that Foxdale against Duncan 
it's an absolute uh, belting league at the moment, this Division 2, isn't it? Because Foxdale, top of the table. I don't know the last time uh, they were in that sort of position. 21 points, two points clear and a game in hand on uh, Colby. But then when you look down, you've got uh, Castletown only played six. Onken only played six. They're sort of breathing down the necks of them. And I just think um, tomorrow Onken might be too strong. I've heard a whisper Steve Whitley's going to play for Onken tomorrow because uh, he's registered for him, so he can play. And if he plays, that could make a massive difference. So I'm going to go for Onken to win. Well, let's take a look through the other four, and we'll just start with uh, the game taking place down at Colby between Governors Athletic and Castletown. And Castletown, you've already mentioned, may still be in the mix as well. They've still got a couple of games to catch up. Yeah, they're always going to be in the mix. And uh, with Nathan Carvey, Cardi in good form, uh, you've got uh, Alex... Uh, there as well, Crawley. They're two good players, and uh, when you look at Danny Lane as well, the three of them, they're all over the place, and it's just finding which is the best position to play them all. <coughs> but um, you've got to go for uh, Castan, even though Governors have picked themselves up, scoring goals now, but unfortunately they're conceding, and conceding too many when they're taking the advantage, scoring them in the first half, and then conceding plenty in the second half, and that's costing them. So Castan to win. And in the other three fixtures, we've got Ramsey Youth Centre All Boys against Maloo. We've got Jim's hosting Douglas and District, and Douglas High School All Boys hosting Paul Rose. Yeah, uh, Ramsey Youth Centre against uh, Maloo. I'm going to go for Ramsey Youth Centre. I think they've sorted out the problems that they had. They had a terrible start, but they're climbing up the league now. They're in uh, sixth place, uh, but they've only got seven points. Bit of a gap between the sixth and the fifth place. Jim's against uh, Douglas and District. I think uh, Jim's will win this. I think uh, D&D lost a player a couple of weeks ago, right? Stevenson, I think it was, who's gone. Um, so that won't help them. So Jim's to win. And Old Boys against uh, Paul Rose. This one is still at Blackberry Lane. But they were going to have conversations because that pitch is struggling a little bit. But the league tables, uh, even though sort of uh, Old Boys had a poor start, the mid-table Paul Rose are at the bottom. You have to go for old boys. Very well. Let's take a quick look through the combination leagues this Saturday. We have five games in Canada Life Combination 1. Yeah, Braddon against Air. You have to go for uh, Air United. They're second in the league. Uh, Laxey against uh, St. John's. I'm going to go for uh, Laxey, even though St. John's for the last couple of years, Rob, have had a really good combination side. They've raided that team uh, to bring them into the combination. Uh, Ramsey against uh, Russian will be a cracking game. Ramsey are fourth. Russian have had those two defeats. They're fifth. Uh, but I'll just go for Russian just to win it. Union Mills against uh, Peel. Another good game, but uh, Peel got a lot of good young players in there. But I'm going to go for Mills to win that one. And uh, Moran against uh, Douglas Royal. Moran's combination doing okay. Mid-table, go for Moran just to take it. Very well. And last but certainly not least on Saturday, five games in DPS Limited, combination two. Yeah, and in this one, uh, Douglas Athletic against uh, Michael. Michael to win that. Uh, the other games I've got is uh, Castletown against Governors Athletic. Castletown will be too strong, I think, and uh, Castletown take the points. Onken against uh, Foxdale. I'm going to go for Onken there. Malou against Ramsey U Centre and Old Boys. Ramsey U Centre and Old Boys to win. And uh, Douglas and Districts against Jim's. I'm going to go for Douglas and Districts. Well, that's the Saturday fixtures moving into Sunday. And we've got two games once more on Sunday in the Canada Life Women's Floodlit Cup. Yeah, second second fixtures for the Canada Life Women's Floodlit Cup. Uh, Peel against uh, Castletown. You know, Peel seem to be the team to beat this season. I think they've just got the edge at the moment against the Castletown team that, um, you know, the players are learning each game and getting better. So good luck to them. And uh, Onken against Douglas Hall. Terrific um, scoreline, I thought, for Onken. I know they lost. 1-0 to Corinthians last week, but I think that's really close and shows you <coughs> where they've moved on. And um, I'm going to go for uh, Douglas Royal just to win it, but don't be surprised if I can get some points out of this. 
no mean feat that result from Onkin against, a, against a, a, a very successful Corinthian side over the last couple of years and also on Sunday let's not forget we have two games in the Masters football yeah uh, Governors Athletic against Onkin uh, Onkin's last game was at 19-0 um, Darren Hudson now has um, transferred to Ramsey uh, and if he's going to play Ramsey first team that's going to take him um, out of the um, you know set up for Onkin but Onkin have just signed this week Kira McNulty on a dual registration, so uh, it gets worse. Uh, Air against uh, Douglas and District. Air have got uh, one or two players missing as well who are playing first team, unfortunately for them. But I'm going to go for Air against D&D and uh, Onkin to beat Governors. Very well. Uh, just quickly before we let you go as well, just for clarity, uh, we did this last week as well, but just in case uh, the weather just causes a bit more uh, food for thought for people, um, what time roughly would we expect pitch inspections to be carried out just to check that games can go ahead tomorrow? Yeah, I think um, a lot of them come in, Rob, between 10 and 11. Um, you're earlier the better and uh, certainly some clubs will, will go up there at sort of 8.30, 9 o'clock and the phone's flying then as well and uh, Kevin gets in the office about 9 uh, so we'll get the information around but you know anyone who sort of uh, knows of any postponements either get in touch with me or the office Wonderful, Tony Meppen, thank you very much indeed Manx Radio Sport Well, after a break last weekend, the Isle of Man sides involved in UK competition returned to action this Saturday in Manx Rugby. Douglas are on the road once more in the Regional 2 Northwest, while Vagabonds, also on their travels, will be looking to add to their strong start in Counties 4 ADM Lanks Cheshire. There's also Ravenscroft Manx Shield action on Ireland once again tomorrow, and here with all the details is Dave Christian. We start at the top of the tree, which is the English Clubs Championships. Birkenhead Park versus Douglas, going to be a tricky one for Douglas, this. They're down near the bottom half of the table. It's quite tight down there, but Birkenhead Park are the first of the big sides near the top that they've met up with. Kickoff over there at Birkenhead is at 1.30pm, and uh, Douglas have taken a fairly strong side. Uh, team news out this morning, uh, everything looks good, and there's one new name on it as well, Jack Lochnin, not a name I'm familiar with. Other than that, it looks like a fairly strong team and very similar uh, to the team that beat Burnage a couple of weeks ago at Porta Guy Barons, who did so well in that game, he's got a start on the wing. Luke Highland's back in the number 10 jersey. Spencer Cope in at scrum half. Angus Wheeler, who was also impressive in that game against Burnage, he's there in the back row. Brett Pike, the uh, player coach, he's in as well. Outside centre this time, he's been at 10, he's been at 13, he's been at 15. Proper utility back. Craig McGee also pops into the side uh, in the second row to give them a little bit of beef up front. Whilst they did play well in that game against Burnage a fortnight ago, I'm going to think they might struggle here at Birkenhead Park. Birkenhead Park is one of the five teams up at the top end of this table uh, that are looking like they're uh, going to be challenging for promotion at the business end of the season and I think they're just going to be a little bit too strong for Douglas. Douglas aren't my view at least uh, in danger of relegation they did have a checkered start but it remains to be seen because some of the other clubs around them at the bottom end of the table they've played these guys up at the top already the league table start to take shape now Douglas looking like they're going to be away from the relegation area Birkenhead Park though very much at the business end and uh, this away game going to be a tough one I suspect we're going to see a Birkenhead Park win 
Vagabonds, by contrast, in counties ADM, uh, Lancashire, Cheshire, Division 4, they've got what on paper, at least, is a slightly easier game. They travel away to Blackpool, kick off over there at 2.30pm. Blackpool are bottom of the table. Vagabonds in third place at the moment. Uh, leaders uh, don't play this weekend, that's Colin Nelson. Faggots could uh, take a jump ahead of the second place side away at Birchfield on Saturday. So that's a potential banana skin. Vaggers could uh, leapfrog them then uh, if they can pick up maximum points at Blackpool. Now, Blackpool have struggled. I think they played three, lost three. Vaggers played five, won three, lost two. The playing record, there's big gaps between them. I suspect that we're going to see a Vagabonds win here. If they've got any ambition at all at climbing out of Division 4, they have to win these away games against the bottom sides. They missed Dan Bonwick in their last game. Bonwick out with a head injury he's very influential in the 10 jersey i would know he was replaced by reese McAllister, who did a sterling job but uh, you want bonwick in your team we reckon he's probably worth about 10 points a match he's recovered from his knock he should be there to take the field also in that back row mark oldfield him and bonwick worked well together at ramsey when they played uh, together uh, down there before they moved to vagamont McAllister dropped a fullback and maybe cam finley back out onto his wing berth again he's done reasonably well there the vaggers forwards been winning everything so far this season the scrum and line out has been very very good a decent set piece bit of pace in your back line and uh, they're going to be far too good i suspect for blackpool domestically just one game in the ravenscroft manx shield it's ramsey against the isle of man barbarians barbarians it's a collaboration between players who are with clubs who either don't have games or don't have sufficient players for a second team we know that douglas and vagabonds both playing away aren't going to be taking massive squads with them they're only allowed three replacements so any spare players from those two sides can certainly get stuck in here southern nomads castletown western vikings all don't have games this weekend kickoff it's at 215 at the Murak park uh, ramsey have named a reasonably strong side they've tried to favor their players who wouldn't normally get to play in the red and black shirt dave keenan for example going to pack down at number eight i think dave there at number eight will give uh, the ramsey back row a tremendous amount of experience there's a couple of key players in there jake richmond gets a, gets a nod again joey callow gets the nod again uh, so those guys uh, with a little bit more first team experience will uh, will help lead the way for the side uh, but uh, it should be an interesting game much depends on what sort of side the barbarians bring down with them manx radio sport And finally tonight in hockey and all eyes turn back to the cup competitions on Saturday with teams just one result away from booking their place in one of the finals in December. The semi-finals of the Mixed Cup, Mixed Plate and Mixed Bowl all take place across the island from tomorrow morning and through the afternoon. So who may be destined to get one step closer to silverware for this campaign? To find out I caught up once more with our hockey correspondent Ben Cunningham. We start with the top-tier cup competition, the Mixed Cup 2 semi-finals, both taking place at the NSC. We'll start with the earliest pushback at 12.35, and that is Valkyze up against Castletown Celts, Ben. Yeah, this one will be really close. These two have met in the league, and when they met in the league, Valkyrie's just pipped Castletown 1-0, so this game's got a lot riding on it. However, both these teams suffered defeats midweek in the mixed league, so I'm going to say this one might go to Flicks. OK, in the other cup semi-final, that's straight after the NSC, a 5 past 2 pushback, and it's the meeting of two old rivals as well, Vikings A and Backers A. I say it's great to see this one in the semi-finals. This, would I thought, would have been the final, but it's the 
game that's come up in the semi-finals. These two, when they met, they drew 3 all, but Backers had to come back from being 3-0 down to get 3 all to uh, Vikings A. This one will be a close one. I think Backers might just get it, but... I might say this one goes to Flex as well. Very well. Let's move into the semi-finals of the mixed plate. And uh, the earliest of those starts is 5 past 11 pushback at the NSA. It's the meeting of the bottom two sides in Division 1 as Valkyrie C play Castletown Camags, Ben. It's like you say, these two are bottom of uh, Division 1. Castletown Camags are bottom. Valkyrie C is second from bottom. Valkyrie C, though, coming into this on a better run than Castletown Camags. So I'm going to go for a Valkyrie C win there. And in the other mixed plate semi-finals, Final, it's the meeting of the top two sides in mixed division one, and that is at 12.35 at QE2 in Peel. And that sees Valkyries B up against the Division 1 leaders, Castletown Southerners. And when these two met in the league, Castletown Southerners just came out winners 1-0 against uh, Valkyries B. Both these teams are looking really strong, but Southerners are top of Division 1. But there's nothing saying that Valkyries B could throw up a surprise here in this uh, plate semi-final. But I'm going to go for a Cast Town Summoners win, but I wouldn't be surprised if this goes to Flex. And then we move on to the semi-finals of the Mixed Bowl competition. The first of those at 5 past 11 on Saturday, also at QE2 and Peel, and that sees Valkyries D up against the Mixed Division 2 leaders, Vikings D. All the fixtures in this uh, cup competition for the semi-finals look really close and really competitive. Valkyries D, though, coming into this game on the back of three losses, all by one goal. Vikings D have been looking really good this season command- and absolutely commanding. Uh, going forward and scoring plenty of goals. I'm going to go for a Vikings D win. And in the other mixed bowl semi-final, that's at a five past two up in the north of the island at Ramsey Grammar School and two sides this season who have uh, shown brilliance at times, maybe not too regularly this season, but a chance maybe to still be chasing silverware. It's backers Colts up against Ramsey Ravens. Both these teams, as you've said, have had pretty much the same season. I'm going to go for a Ramsey Ravens win on this one. And last but certainly not least, after two weekends without fixtures because of the half-term break, the mixed under-15s league returns with four fixtures this Saturday. First one in that league, 12.35 at Castle Russian High School, and that sees backers uh, under-15s B against Castletown Savers. And then the next one is at 2.05 at Castle Russian High School, and that's Castletown Sharks against Vikings. 2.05 at QE2, we have Valkyries against Harlequins. And 12.35 at Ramsey Grammar School, we have Ramsey Rogues and Rascals against Backers Under-15s A. Well, that's all we have time for on Friday Sport Preview this evening. Many thanks, as always, to my guests this week, Tony Meppham, Dave Christian and Ben Cunningham. Have yourself a wonderful Friday evening and a wonderful weekend, as always. Chris Kinley is here with you next, but from me, until next time, it's bye for now. Manx Radio Sport The Nation Station Manx Radio